channel everyone, welcome to the Cyber Weekly, the Cyber Weekly is a podcast which talks about uh, cyber security and all matters related to cyber. With me, the Ograshas of Pedro, and I visit in all of my co-hosts. I'm glad you made it. Today we'll be, uh, we have a guest, uh, the guest is uh, Wilson Diakwaso. Wilson Diakwaso is an IT professional with over 40 years of hands-on experience dedicated to propelling innovation and excellence within the dynamic organization mindset. Wilson is currently serving as a manager of the Data Center at the National Information Technology Authority, Uganda, where he leads the team in the development and implementation of technology of the National Data Center that harmonizes with both national development plan objectives and organizational goals. Before joining NITA, he played a pivotal role in MTN IP operational operations project, have role as a winter expert and virtualization administrator, where he contributed to the technology advancements in Uganda, Estamani, South Sudan, Zambia, Rwanda, and business South Africa. He holds certifications, among them being CISSP, ITIL, ISO 27001, Lead Auditor, VCP's CMA, and he is committed to staying in the, at the front of industry best practices. He is currently pursuing a Master's in Computer Science from the University of Sunderland, and that is before we continue, Joseph, do you have anything to say? Uh, nothing except uh, welcome, Wilson, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, so uh, let's dive into it. Uh, Wilson, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the IT industry. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for um, I am an IT professional, like slash cybersecurity professional. Um, I've been in the industry for about fourteen years now, and um, my journey was a humble beginning. I started as an IT administrator at uh, Deloitte, uh, Uganda Limited. Um, I was there for about three years. I uh, uh, got a chance to advance to ICT-TMB Sarah Hospital. Um, very, very good, very challenging, very different space, very um, interesting space. Because um, the medical world, and uh, you know, uh, there was a lot of learning there. And uh, after that, the Sarah Hospital, I uh, went. Uh, I moved on to MTN. Um, much bigger portfolio than the previous two that I handled. Uh, this was more uh, of a global role, okay, multinational. Uh, it was covering uh, quite a number of countries in uh, uh, the southern, southern and eastern Africa. The project was covering all five countries there. And uh, from there on, I uh, joined the public service, uh, more specifically later. And uh, that's where I've been for the last five years, doing amazing things. And 
here until I uh, until the tank until it's going to seven meter. Um, now I got in into the IT space. It was uh, quite an interesting one. Um, when I started out at Deloitte, it was uh, an internship. It was like an internship, you know. Um, and at the time, I uh, I was in my uh, started out a bit early. Um, started out in my sixth vacation. Uh, so it was at a time when you know you have those uh, internship jobs. You know, you're doing nothing, so you can't help out. And um, at the time, I wasn't sure whether to go IT or finance. And um, yeah, I, the exposure at Deloitte showed me what the guys in finance go through, showed me what the guys in IT go through, and uh, I was clear with my choices. And uh, yeah, when it came to university, I uh, went straight to uh, IT courses, and I've never looked back since. Wow, thank you. So your your current role is uh, at Nita is a data manager. So you've clearly really risen risen up the ranks from from what you're calling the uh, small role in Deloitte. Uh, what challenges uh, did you face while joining the IT industry? You said you you got exposed at Deloitte to IT and finance. But what were the challenges that you faced when you joined? When you decided that that was going to be your career path? Um, I think the challenges are part of uh, everyday, um, everyday life. Um, but more specifically, um, the challenge that I had to overcome was uh, that of wanting to learn. Here, yeah, I was starting out um, without any formal training or you know just going out and then you know you're learning on the job and. Um, it was challenging at in the start because you know you had to learn. I had to learn everything to the point that you can now be relied upon as a team member, right? Uh, the first three months are always the toughest, and um, even when I uh, joined uh, Nakasero Hospital, that was one of my biggest challenges when I joined because. Um, they were using an ERP, Microsoft Dynamics, and I had no idea about it. But here yeah, I was, I see team leader, and you know, it falls on my lap. They expect me to be the expert. So yeah, um, the learning, it was interesting how I learned. For example, in that case of Nagasero Hospital, why I learned was that I went around to all the users that were using it, without telling them, how does this work? They tell me. And one showed me their section, it was like, it was the ERP, so it had multiple sections, finance, pharmacy, um, you know, medical side, and, you know, the whole hospital because of that ERP. So the users um, taught me how to use the system, and I became so good that now they were relying on me to tell them to teach them about the system, because I went to all of them and got all all what I got, I got a chance to know what they do in their sections, and uh, so yeah, I became good like that, and uh, yeah, but it was it was tough in the beginning, you know, because you know when you've been given a new role, you expect to deliver results immediately, and uh, yeah, within two or three months, I was very comfortable with the system, and uh, yeah, never looked back. So the learning is always the challenge, but you know, it's you persist and you uh, persist. It becomes easy. It becomes easy. 
Okay. Uh, as we are still continuing with the learning, um, yeah. you find that, uh, okay, transitioning from all those roles uh, to this current role, what does this current role entail? The one you're actively working on, right? Um, my current role as the center manager, as the center manager for the National IT Authority, is not so different from my previous roles. Um, I work with a team. I lead a team that is mostly made up of system administrators and and, and some bit of network administrators. But um, mostly they are cloud practitioners. They are. We are developing. We are in charge of. Uh, we build a local cloud for the government of Uganda, where um, government MDAs are hosting their application. So we are the people managing the platform or the engine behind that in the room or the data center where those applications are sitting. So um, the bit of learning that I had to do on this role um, came in from the side of uh, electromechanics, because uh, previous to my roles, I was mostly uh, on the software side, uh, some bit of servers, but I never really got into the actual uh, electromechanics of data centers. And uh, that's something that I've had to learn in this role because your data center manager, you are looking at the entire space from uh, electromechanics to servers, now the software. So, yeah, that, that has been my bit of learning. So, mine is a uh, uh, I think if I summarize my career, it has always been about learning and I'm never afraid to take on new challenges uh, to learn because, uh, you know, I, I find that, I find joy, actually, I find joy and peace in learning something. I'm never in a place where I'm in learning something. So, so, yeah, I like it. So, have you have you found it um, easy to actually access learning? I know you you a lot of learning has probably been on the job, but for things that are specific to being trained, or have you had any challenges accessing courses or getting your employer to train you? Or I mean, if if you're looking at listeners who want to to continue their learning, what would be the what advice would you give them? So. Um... When I was starting out in my career, um, actually I remember uh, <laughs> one of my bosses, um, when you would ask him something uh, that you could easily find on Google, uh, there was a, there used to be a parody site uh, that used to be called, let me Google that for you, L-G-M-F-Y. So, you know, he would type in the query and uh, send you the link. So basically, let me Google that for you. Um, these days, I find uh, more learning uh, uh, on YouTube. YouTube is actually a very great resource. There's actually quite a number of uh, great courses. You can find everything that you need on YouTube. So um, it gets easier. I, 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 I never, I'm never one for the excuses of that. The employer has to train me first before I get to do the job. These resources are out there. The resources are everywhere. And they are free. YouTube is free, right? You will not have the certificate to show that you learned the skill, but when you are interacting with, with this person that actually knows a thing or two about it, they will know that and they will notice that you know, you know what you're talking about. So, um, for me, for the listeners, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't have to, you don't have to wait for certifications, you don't have to wait for the uh, 
material because most of this all this information is out there, right? So you can easily learn your own. Um, and personally, I've been, like I said, uh, I've been in this space for about 14 years, but I will tell you that my first certification came in at about year seven or year six, you get of my career. So in the last seven, that's when I've done almost like about seven certifications. Uh, but, you know, prior to that, the first seven years, all I had was the experience and the learnings that I was doing on job and uh, through personal, through personal uh, in, inquisitions on Google and uh, YouTube and every source that is out there. Udemy courses have done those quite a number. I can't even, I can't even name. So, yeah, the resources for learning are everywhere. Yeah, I think so. It's really a, a, about self-drive, being self-driven to to want to improve and to learn. Um, the um, so when you're looking at your career, we you, you know you you've kind of glossed over how you went moving, uh, how how you've risen up the ranks. But what have you found has been more important to you? Was it about being skilled? I know we've talked about learning and all that. Was it about being skilled? Or having a strong network that has allowed you to, um, to you know, to progress. Um, I will say it's both, and here's why. Um, opportunity favors the prepared, right? So you do not want to be given an opportunity, and you do not know what to do, or you do, or you disappoint uh, the person that has recommended you. Um, all this learning, all this advancement, most of the advancement comes down to um, net, your networks. Who knows you and what they think, what, what they know that you can do? Who knows what you can do? Because at the end of the day, um, organizations are run by people. And that's why you have a section for referees on your CV, right? Um, yes, you may have all these qualifications, yet you may have all these certificates, or you may have all the experience. But if, if it turns out that the uh, image out there, you're not a person of integrity, you're not a hard person, you're difficult to work with, trust me, no one is going to hire you, right? So it depends, so it, so it matters most, matters most what your network is and what they speak about you and what they know about you, right? Um, you want to be the kind of person where if they call up anybody, was ever working in an organization that you're not even maybe you haven't even listed on your referees, but you know, you know, if they call up but and they call up somebody, somebody calls up from somebody, somebody else about you, you know, you want to be the kind of person that they say, oh, that person is actually okay, is that working, and you know, and this is sort of unsolicited advice. You know, they, they say that the best marketing is word of mouth, right? And word of mouth is spread by people, right? Um, that's why, you know, the influencer industry is growing a lot. These days, an influencer will go and say that, you know, I used, I went to this restaurant and people will go there, right? Because they know somebody has experienced it. So it's the same, it's the same transition, it's the same transitive or, or the same energy that I, that I carry forward or I carry within my career. I make sure that I have strong networks around me. I make sure that I have uh, strong people that I learn from, uh, people that challenge me. And make sure that I put uh, I'm the most hardworking person in the room, so that you know if anybody will say anything about me, if if they if they if if they don't if they're truthful, 
they will people be good things, right? Uh, person is working, that person they are doing, you know, you can arrange to buy that person, you can arrange to spend with that person. And uh, those are things that are important. So um, the books alone are never enough. The learning alone is never enough. And I've seen a lot of um, um, people or uh, people that I work with, um, and they're focused solely on their skills, right? And they've sort of neglected uh, personal networking, uh, the building of relationships, you know, they sort of neglect that whole part. And by and large, you see that they will not go far. They'll probably just keep there in one box and, you know, somebody will just want them for what they know. And, uh, you know, the moment they will hire somebody else who has more uh, personal skills and has a bit of a skill, you know. So I think it's it's both. And both can never be, uh, both carry the same weight, you know, as we're building up, doing both. Yeah, it's no longer enough to just be a techie and be in the back office, isn't it? Yeah, thank you. So, when it comes to that also, um, I noticed you, you set up a website for recent. Uh, what inspired that? Well, uh, the website was actually an interesting one. It has always been on my mind to set up one. I felt like um, it's, it's a space that not so many people have gone to. And um, uh, I'm not one for New Year's resolutions. I'm not one for, for that kind of areas. I will start my goals in the middle of the year or in November or whatever. Whenever the goal comes, it starts then, right? But I was like, okay, well, this is something you've always wanted to do. Um, you have the time, why don't you do it? And uh, yeah, it took me like about what, a day, a day of hard work and uh, up it was, and uh, it has actually quite opened up some interesting doors of actually uh, got, um, you know, a lot of people have reached out and they've said, you know, they've been inspired by my journey. Some friends didn't know what I was doing or what I did. And uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's brought me closer to my network. Uh, it's built me a stronger tribe, you know. Um, people that now know me have sort of increased, right? Um, been to uh, some functions and uh, friends of friends are like, oh yeah, they're the guy, they're the guy, the website. Yes. So um, I think for me, in life, you need to do what you can to get, to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack because um, it's not for competition out there, right? So me, the website doesn't cost me much to put up, you know, just skills here and there and sit down and develop it. But it has gotten it has gotten me a sort of platform. And I uh, as time becomes uh, available on my side I plan to continue growing on it, developing it. Um, uh, I am a very uh, I'm very passionate about mentorship and uh, helping as many people as I can to grow or to share the knowledge that I have. Um, so maybe sometime uh, once my time becomes free, right now I have a bit of a in school, so I have some uh, limited time. Um, but uh, once that is done, wrapped up, I will be developing, uh, be developing more in time to see that I have like a blog site where I can put up some thoughts, of course. And uh, yeah, uh, who knows who it will help and uh, the bottom area. So. That's, that, that was inspiring. 
I'm glad you mentioned mentorship. Uh, sounds like you've really benefited from that mentorship and sponsorship in your career. Uh, looking at uh, a new entrant into the IT industry, um, what would you? What kind of skills would you want to see as, uh, yeah. for someone who's entering into the um, into the industry? And then, how would you uh, advise them about their progression in IT? What should they be, you know, doing? What should they uh, strive to, to do, etc. Um, when I was starting out, um, and I would say that I have seen this straight in people. I say these days, that drive for kind uh, of learning, right? Um, or is learning um, always pushing the boundary, always finding new ways to do things. Um, and I was talking to some friend of mine, uh, a senior, also my volunteer, and uh, him and I sort of got similar journeys. We, uh, we actually the same uh, class, uh, same class at university. And even him, he tells you that, oh, sometimes I see this. Uh, young uh, people starting out and they are they want everything handed over right they want they don't want to put in the hard work to learn um i was trained by my first boss told me that before i went to him ask for anything right he say um had a challenge i needed to go with options right i need to tell him that okay this is what i found out this is where i'm stuck would you help me with that and that was a more beneficial conversation than I have not just this challenge. I have not done any research on it, and please help me. So, um, for me, if I was to send out a message out there for starting out, be, be a self-starter, right? Do not wait for things to be done for you because they will be done for you. You need to put in the hard work. You need to show that you're a hard-working person. And you see, the little effort. Um, I always use this analogy. Uh, say, for example, um, you've seen people that, the artisans, the guys that break big blocks, you know, down to small gravel, right? They have a small hammer, and they keep on hitting at this rock, right? This big rock. Hmm? And before you know it, a section has broken. They keep on hitting on that section. The section, that uh, section breaks up a small section. Then they get this gravel out, right? It's not a one-day process that they get this gravel out, right? If somebody has one big hammer, comes and hits it, you know, the strongest person probably don't get the small group out, right? But for the end result, it takes um, constant daily uh, knowledge, constant hitting at the same thing, right? Building a skill at the same thing. So um, that's something that I would advise people starting up with their careers. Be a learning of, do not die, right? If it's a profession or something, like I, know, um, I know a guy who is, uh, he recently did his internship here with us and uh, cybersecurity. Um, he's still, he's yet to graduate, right? He's yet to graduate. He's, he's still like in his, I think he's finalizing, like in his third year. But the things this kid knew, I said, I was amazed. And this guy doesn't have any certain patrons, but because he's constantly learning, right? You can have a proper conversation with him and you think he's an expert, right? So 
such people, in my view, are going to go far. Right? As opposed to somebody who sits there and then just says, okay, I'm waiting to enter maybe IT or cybersecurity, but I need to pass through my certifications. What are you doing today, right? There is material out there, YouTube, everything, blogs that are free of charge for you to learn. And if you're not taking advantage of them, then I don't think a certification is going to change that overnight. So, yeah, that's something that I really need. So, so apart from the desire to learn, uh, somebody comes to you with, uh, uh, you know, degree in whatever IT, whatever it is, what what are the skills you'll be looking at? Because clearly now we are, there is a requirement for technical skills, but what other skills would you be looking at? So for me, um, if somebody's starting out in their career, you don't do that, right? Because we're in a big class. But if you see things like if they are, they are self-starters, they have this drive there, they look like more integrity, um, they um, they are uh, they are hardworking. This is a people that you can take a chance on because if people kill people is something that people can learn along the way, right? Um, but there's some things that uh, will not be uh, taught, right? Um, things like manners of people. People they can't be taught, but I feel like at a certain stage, if the ship has gone, I will fear to take on such a person, you know, sort of teach them manners, how to speak to people, how to respect people, you know, uh, I feel like that's too much. I would rather have somebody who already has that and then I teach, I can guide them on this, uh, the hard side, the, the hard side of skills. And uh, so these soft skills, I would want to, uh, if I'm hiring somebody, I would want to. Think that they sort of love them elsewhere, right? Uh, maybe we just production see yeah, one or two, but if I start from the soft skills, then you go to the hard skills. Um, probably by the time I get value of anything out of them, that would be a long time. As opposed to somebody who really comes with the soft skills, already on the then I'm just teaching hard skills. So, yeah. And I, and I do say attitude is important, so that hiring for having the right attitude. Yes, the right attitude. Trump's technical skills, yeah. 100%. No, speaking of setting up, right? You don't have, you don't have anything. Yeah. Very yeah. attitude, then the risk is Yeah. So, when it comes to the right attitude, um, it, when someone is applying for jobs and uh, they're having a hard time, what, what, what would you? Tell the person, and uh, what steps would you tell the person to take in order for them to to actually be able to secure a job? Um, the job market securing the business and it's a service worldwide that uh, for every ten jobs you apply for, probably yes. one will be right. That's almost. Uh, that's almost uh, uh, what ninety years. 90% with that withstanding, it should not stop you from trying, right? Uh, every shot that you miss, if you do not actually put yourself on there, if you don't apply, you will not be considered. You must be, you must have that 1% chance or that 10% chance of being called, right? So keep at it. But while you're at it, 
uh, you know, to be prepared and to perform. But while you're at it, try and find ways to differentiate yourself, right? These days, we have platforms like LinkedIn. We have platforms like Twitter. Instead of using them to post um, messages that are fun for your friends and whatnot, why do you use it to sort of create yourself from the crowd, right? Um, I am a believer. I am a believer. I am a believer of the believer of the school of thought that sometimes it's better to attract. You know, if you, it's an analogy I got from uh, if somebody's just in battle, like, you're tired, right? You're tired, just in battle, like, right? But if I want to catch butterflies, why don't I plant some flowers? Right? Make the place attractive. They will come to me, right? And that is something that we could use in our careers, right? That instead of you chasing, yes, you can chase, chase, hmm? but also work on yourself or have a presence that somebody could look at, could see you from a fan say, What's this? Delgarious about? I need to find out, right? Um, and it's good that you know you started this uh, cyber cyber weekly podcast. That is something that somebody could be like, yeah, that's something you know the operators about, right? And that's something that can bring people to you as opposed to you chasing them all. And even when you go and chess, they already have some sort of introduction about it. Like, oh yes, he's actually running a very uh, awesome podcast. We know him from that from that, and that is something that you could use as leverage, you know, sort of in all the noise because. Um, Honestly, you see stories, people apply, people put out job ads for when they want to say two people or one person, and like a thousand people are coming, right? That is the reality. But in that reality, for the 1,000 people that have applied, what is your differentiate, right? What what makes this stand up? What makes somebody look at your cancer? Actually, this person is a bit different from all the rest of the same. So for me, um, it's about Getting that uh, edge for most of the people that age, building because not because around you are free. Yeah, your social media is free, right? Why don't you use it to um, sort of build your garden and position yourself that even when you walk into certain rooms, uh, people know you for something that is probably good and people want to get you. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome, awesome. Uh, I would want to also know when it comes to, you know, the data fund proverbial, if you want to travel fast, you travel alone, and if you want to travel long, you travel with, yeah, with the others. So when it comes to teamwork in terms of yield, uh, how do you, especially when it comes to learning, when it comes to work, how is, it, how is teamwork really important? Um, teamwork cannot be underestimated. Uh, I think it can be very key. There is no one who is an island. You cannot. You can only do so much when you are alone, right? However, with that said, um, I've seen a lot of people that hide in teams and sort of don't put in the work because the team is there, right? Um. That's where I sometimes draw the line. And they say that you need a bit of both. You need to be comfortable working both as a team and as a person, right? Um, 
when I was starting out in my career, when I was, you know, having uh, uh, middle manager reports, uh, people, sorry, people I was reporting to that were in middle management. Um, if tasks were assigned uh, by my supervisors and my superiors, um, if they were individual tasks, I would have to do them as an individual. If they were team tasks, it would be clear. This is a team task, this is a team goal. We all need to get together. And even as a team, we all cannot be working at the same, on the same thing at the same time, right? Say, for example, it's a project that you're working on. If you're working as a team, somebody will be like, well, fine, you just get this section, get that section, get that section, and we all bring it together and then form, form a product, right? So even within a team, there is uh, some bit of individuality, but teamwork is actually very important. As I was growing, as I was progressing through my career, for example, right now, the current role that I hold, um, teamwork has never been more important for me. It is, it is the goal because I need a team, right? When I am assigning roles, I will get team goals, then I will sometimes give it to them and tell them, you guys divide among yourselves. Me, this is the goal, the expectation that I have. Divide among yourself, see who you pair with, see who you work with, and once what I care about is the end result. But um, even with that, you see some people, you know, they, they call themselves part of the team, but then thing is work, and uh, it's abused, honestly. It's abused at times. So sometimes you feel like, okay, maybe as a team, these people are slowing it down. I have this one runner. If I need it urgently, I'll tell them, okay, I need you. Get it done. Close it. Right? And uh, yeah, so for me, it has been a bit of both. But it's important because now as a team, you know, we everything that we do, we do it as a team. Even when I am being uh, separate, I'm appraised. I'm not appraised on my performance. I'm appraised on the team's performance. You get so I have to make sure that the team works together, but yeah, uh, just that it hurts to see that some people can use the team spirit and put in the work that they want to do. There are always the egos with the people, and they, how do you even manage such situations? Well, that is the very that is a very unique situation scenario which which okay, that is very unique that that, that will present that will call for unique uh, unique applications for every scenario. Um it depends on how um, the person approaches, right? What works for the person or what you need from the person or what they see what, what their seniority is, right? Um but by and large, um Try and be a decent human being, try and do what you're supposed to do, try and uh, avoid as much conflict as possible, right? Uh, try and be proactive, try and because usually, um, sometimes we may think it's ego, but yet you're the one who is wrong, and it's always question yourself and find out am I, am I, am I, could I be wrong in this, right? So if you're not willing to question your own uh, conviction, then, you know, that is that situation will started for uh, longer than necessary, right? So uh, for me, I always, I always think that um, when egos come to us, it depends. If it's uh, me with my superior, me and my boss, I will put, um, I will give my view and respect. If we 
don't agree with and agree to disagree, right? You know, at the end of the advice, you can go his way, try his way. And there is no one person who is, um, uh, there's no one person that has any knowledge. Um, I could have an opinion about something, uh, maybe my support it, or my peers have another opinion about it. If I feel like there is nothing much to lose, we could try it their way, right? It doesn't, you know, they say fail fast but fail cheap, right? If it's cheap to fail, during that way, it doesn't have to try it out. Hmm? It may work out better, by the way, at the end of the day, some have been in many situations at that way, where you're wrong, where I'm wrong, and, you know, I, I'm like, okay, but I, I feel like we should have gone this way, but let's try it here. And it works out better, right? So, yeah, so for me, for that answer, I'll say, apply every situation as it comes, right? Um, but at the end of the day, try and uh, post wherever possible. Try and uh, uh, post a good recommendation because you may disagree with me that, but that's not the only thing that we need to collaborate on. There is probably a thousand more things that you need to collaborate on. So, why would you let your relationship be destroyed by one thing? I was reading a post uh, for some, someone, for someone who said something, and uh, I think it's in law or something. There's a, there's a Latin term for it. There are some issues that are non issues. You know, if you if you make if you if you uh, stick to small small issues, everything you have to be right, you have to be right. You may find that you cost yourself, um, or you're fighting a lot of battles. Some, if it's small issues, focus on the future relationship. Let it go, right? If it doesn't hurt, if say for example, it doesn't put your life in danger, doesn't put anyone in danger. If you're given your opinion, um, you have to be insisted. You find something, find the straight your way. When it fails, you can come back. You know. And then you so that's an answer to Um so you you've um, we've talked about this. You've started off as a, an, an assistant at Deloitte, and then now you've moved up the ranks and you're a data manager at NITA. And as you progress, obviously your responsibilities have become more yeah, more pressure. Uh, I don't know if you're doing longer hours or not. We know how IT can be stressful. What have you First of all, what what skills do you think you've gained now that you're you're leading more people, uh, and 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 how do you manage you know the, the bigger jobs, the bigger office, uh, the more stress, more but you know the 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 pressures. How have you managed that? So, um, what have you learned about yourself? Yes. Sorry, thanks. So it comes back to learning. I'm, uh, I want to call myself a school of leadership. Because every chance that I get uh, to learn about leadership, I have taken it because I have found that in my journey, that as you're learning, you find that there are certain ways you could have done better, right? Uh, there is concept of leading with right? And uh, having some bit of emotional intelligence, you know, knowing how to deal with certain kinds of people, right? And uh, I'm not saying that I'm an expert at this today. It's something that I keep on learning. So there's been, I will forever be a school of leadership because there is a lot, right? Um, my goal at one time is myself. I want to be like 100,000 The skills that I'm going to need to be 100,000 people or a million. Uh, I'm not going to um, 
they made, I made carry some in my small the ones that is my small team, but at such masses, where are different sort of people should create. So, like, one should keep on interested in, uh, in terms of my life. Sort of, um, I've done quite a number of leadership courses on LinkedIn over the past uh, six months. Um, every chance that I get, you know, leading in diverse cultures and, you know, you name it, I've done quite a number. So, um, I'll forever be a school of leadership because it's an interesting journey. My goal is to see people transform. My goal is better, right? And that's the currency that I paid. I get paid if I see that I was able to guide somebody from point A and now that point B. That satisfaction uh, cannot, uh, that satisfaction, that, that, that's something that yet, right? right? So, um, I'm always constantly improving my leadership because, you know, you, you think of, and, and, and there is look back uh, when situations happen. I'm always, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a critics, but I'm always focused. Maybe I should have, maybe I should have. And uh, these are things that I carry on to ensure that uh, the next encounter when, when such a similar circumstance happens. Um, they're never the same, but at least I have had um, lunch from my previous. If I didn't handle it, if I didn't think I'm very better, with it, if I didn't handle it well, I would handle it better for next week. So, yeah, that's something that I can do. Okay. Um, since it's a safe security podcast, I would want to know. Uh, some of the cyber threats and how you can manage some of the cyber threats. Um, right now, the biggest cyber threat that is facing organizations is also um, in cyber security. We say that it's not a matter of it's a matter of when, right? Um, we've seen consulting yeah. <laughs> firms like uh, Accenture, right? These are people that are helping other organizations consult on other consulting organizations in cybersecurity matters. We've seen them uh, being compromised. And uh, so it's not a matter of when, right? Because in the products that we use, they have inherent risks. And if we are not um, proactive about managing them, mitigating the risks that could face us, we've made for victim. And when we fall victim, we may know how to recover quickly, right? So it's not a matter of movement. So uh, ransomware is one of the biggest. I've seen a lot of vendors uh, that set up resources to use. These days, uh, if I'm sending you a backup solution, I tell you this one has anti-ransomware. Anti-ransomware, uh, it has ransomware protection, right? Uh, where they tell you that, okay, fine, this, yeah. this solution will do an air gap. So what will happen is that as you back up, because usually sometimes they, their hackers they become quite uh, um, uh, interested. So what they will do instead of uh, going for your crown jewel first, they will go your data. They will go for the backup data. So they make sure they have that. Then they go for your application. Usually, what happens with some situations? Um, it's been outlawed. Uh, in several countries, I think even the US, to pay ransomware accounts, right? So 
they know that um, the hackers, the hackers know that if they compromise your data um, to abide by the laws, you're not going to pay them, right? Um, so you're going to rely on your backups, right? But if they have your backups as well, your backups are encrypted, then you cripple, right? You'll be forced to either break the law and pay them on, you know, or lose your data forever, right? So um, that is one of the biggest cyber threats, and that's keeping uh, a lot of us up, including myself. Um, more is looking for ways to protect us, to protect us, to protect us from that comes from my world. And uh, usually, um, they say that your strongest point, is, your weakest point, is the strongest point, right? Um, so usually, the users are the, uh, the weakest thing, but we try to make sure that through uh, constant training, uh, uh, training and awareness, right, the users are empowered to sort of uh, be uh, more cyber security aware and plug uh, out any sort of uh, uh, weird behavior so that it could be contained at the same perspective. And so best practice for you is uh, um, user awareness and training. User awareness and training, then any, you know, any other? Sure. Yes, always make any? sure that you're running the list. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, sorry. Always make sure that you're running the latest updates. Uh, always make sure that you carry out uh, regular reviews or audits. Um, there are times when you meet, maybe say, you know, during the consent stage, uh, hackers meet, get into your organization, and you know, keep there. They say that most of these hacks by the time they happen, hackers have been there for about two years, waiting or learning about it. But by the time they take you down, they your network probably better than you. So um, without constant audits or sweeps, you probably to be able to catch somebody who is lying weight or sleeping, measuring the then also um, um, also staying abreast with the latest uh, uh, with the latest uh, cybersecurity news or uh, out there because once these vulnerabilities are discovered, people will publish them or publish exploits about them. So you know, it, it will put you ahead of the game to sort of protect yourself free as opposed to waiting for you to sort of experience it. And uh, yeah, then the other is just access control, measuring that your access control is, uh, um, is up to speed, up to standard. Uh, things to do with asset protection, uh, things like laptops, how do you protect them? So, for example, my laptop went into the hands of uh, a thief, right? Could they extract the data on it? What protections we have are the physical assets, right? Uh, and then it transcends to even the physical security around the building, right? Do we have uh, things like CTV cameras in place? Do we have cards in place? Do we have people that are checking this physical asset, getting out, getting out? And uh, all these efforts count and help to protect organizations. As small as they may be, they end up the effect of using the data. Um, will be much worse if we need to take care of this Thank yeah, thank you. That's that's a great great way to answer that. So I think um, as we conclude then, so we 
Thank you very much for sharing your career journey and all that. Uh, but I think there's a lot you know now that you didn't know then. Um, so if you are starting out today, is there anything that you would do differently? Well, um, if I was starting out today, I would um, I let about the value of relationships, or the value of uh, having mentors and sponsors uh, that came in as late for me. Also, the value of uh, putting yourself out there and uh, sharing the little bit that you know, right? The little bit that you know. I, I think I also had that late, right? Um, and I see, I see a lot of people that I work with, and I work with some. You know, these are brilliant people. If they put their voices out there in certain matters, and, you know, they would, they have like, you know, but you know, because they, they are here to put themselves out there, they are maybe a multi-trader. Speak about this, but you know, you know, but you know them because you go to them and tell them, by the way, this give you about the world, and you treasure their words. But they cannot put it out there. You know? So I think that's something that I would do different. Um, I've seen there is a there is a there is a gentleman and he's done so well for himself that in a space of two years he's a manager uh, at a bank cybersecurity. I think and he has only left about three years ago. But this guy was different. Even as an intern, he was putting himself up there. You know, he, he knew how to navigate himself. He knew the things that he knew how to push himself up there. That for me, it has taken me what, uh, 12 years to get to my level. He's done it in three years. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and, you know, kudos to him. But, you know, if knowing what I know now, I would do things his way for a few people. With that, uh, do you have any parting shots for us? Well, um, it will go back to if I had anything bad, I would tell them to always be a learning method. It will learning or knowing a thing or two things differentiate you from the past in many ways uh, that you will need that will help you, you know, for your career. And uh, yeah, don't overlook any soft skills. Make sure you learn them as well. Make sure you learn them as organizations. Budget may be limited to develop soft skills. Want to have that already affect or not affect, but affect in certain areas, and then they can teach them the rest. Uh, there's a saying that you keep on seeing people buy a what you've done, the skills that you teach, right? But even if somebody um, is skilled, but maybe say their attitude is uh, uh, not that great, they will keep them and they'll hire somebody with a great attitude because they know that they'll have the skills, right? So, yeah, those are things that. Uh, I wish I started uh, up with their careers, and uh, yeah, it's a very fruitful career. It's um, you know, it's one of those for me, one of those, uh, where 
you enjoy coming to us. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's uh, excited every day to come. Also, yeah. So it's, it's, it's something that I find. And yeah, thank you for that. And we, we wish you a very, um, we wish your, your journey goes right to the top. I know you're an aspiring, is it CTO, CIO? I know you're going to get right to the top. So we, we thank you very much for, for sharing your journey and for, I know our listeners are going to take, get, have a lot, take a lot from this about how to, to, to do better in an IT career. But perhaps just one starting shot is what would you say to, young women who want to go to get into the IT career, should they or should they not? Ah, I have an opinion about this. Um, for women, um, I think the IT career is very ripe for them, right? Um, this industry, um, this is world over, right? Has been mostly dominated by men, right? And um, because of uh, equality, uh, the equality drive, showing that everyone has an equal chance, there's been a drive to bring more women to the boardrooms um, or to bring more women to the spaces, right? Um, I think I know MTN has a goal to have, I think, 50% of all their leaders to be female, and organizations are going for this, right? And <laughs> What does that mean for women starting out there? That the doors are open, right? You just have to get good, position yourself, and you know, all will come your way. But um, if you do not get good, um, even when a door is open, the eventual won't hire you, much as you want, right? But if you're good, they will hire you because you know what? They have goals to make sure that they have the right women in, in, in place, right? Or they have the right women in place and they have these goals. They have these jobs to be done, right? So, um, for women out there, just get your game on, yes. get good. Uh, this, this career, this 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 world, uh, this this IT world is for yours to take. You know, um, it has been melted for a while, for a long time right now. That's changing. That's that's really 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 changing. And even me, for example, in my hiring, I have to make sure that I just. I have some stuff with because they will bring in something that the team that you probably don't have, a perspective that you don't have. And that is, and I was reading some, some, some recently, um, you know, somebody was saying that uh, when they are talking about diversity, for example, they think about diversity being, uh, well, they only limit it to, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the skin pigment. But uh, this leader was saying that diversity is more than that, right? You need people from different backgrounds. And with that background, you'll be able to get that diversity of pigment and whatnot. You know, may, may be able to get it, but you also need, if you have a room filled with men only, get, get women leaders in there, you will get something more beneficial out of it. And that's for the leader, I did a big
like maybe say 10 men, then one female, right? So these men went out to argue with each other, raising their voices, and it was just a special of dominance. And the head of the meeting, was not this lady, she sort of leaned back, sort of like resigned out of the room. And uh, this leader said, Okay, stop, right? We heard you, you know, we'll never finish. He asked this lady, sort of uh, speak up, say, What do you think of the matter? And they say that in that one hour meeting, that they did submission because she did not have the no shout and whatnot, but the because the leader called her out and asked her to share what sort of opinion. In that in that minute submission, that was the best um, submission they had in the room. That they went with that decision, not with that direction. So, yeah, as organizations, we need to ensure that we have scouts, put in more women in these spaces, uh, the ones that are interested in having knowledge. And for the women, the doors are open. Thank you. Well, thank you. It's been a great honor to have you on our show. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, too. Thank you, Josephine. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me. I've had fun as well. So, yeah. Thank you once again. Uh, with that, I would like to end the podcast.